Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to First Issue Club, your bi-weekly comic book podcast. Whoa, hold the phone there, Mike. I know, something's changed to this intro very drastically. What is happening? I think the show's going to go bi-weekly for a little bit is what's happening. If you don't know, we're, I think, terminating our Patreon after this month. Mm-hmm. Our content's going to go away if you're considering... Uh, joining a member. Uh, Pause. It's not 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 a good time to do it. Um, life's been kind of busy for all of us lately, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we like to update the Patreon every week to f- feel like we're providing really good content to people for mm-hmm. and a worthy service to pay four dollars. Yeah, for. in order to support us, we want to make sure that we're doing enough to make people feel like um, they're at least getting a little bit of their money's worth mm-hmm. to. To help us out, bang for their buck, you and might if say. and if you know our our lives aren't lending themselves right now to um, sustaining that the way we want to, right? So, first update, Patreon out of here. R.I.P. Second update, at least for the time being, first issue club is going to be going biweekly. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to have longer episodes because of that. Yes. Normally, these are like a half an hour. We're probably going to end up going to an hour or more mm-hmm. every week. The format of the show might change a little bit. Might tweak it. We're probably going to talk more... Broadly? Right, exactly, about comic book news, comic book lifestyle. Whoa! <laughs> Some of our own experiences. A lot of the Patreon and the conversations that we love having on that yes. are... Going to bleed into this. Personal conversations, fun arguments... Um, Quizzes, lists, all everything. And honestly, a lot of the people who um, have been following us for a long time and support us on the Patreon say they sometimes prefer the Patreon to the Yeah, right. So So maybe this is what the podcast should have been all all along along. is a little more loose and less formatted um, as a reading club. We're still going to read first issues. We're still going to talk about comic books we're loving. Yeah. But we're going to have a longer format that's going to let us um, BS a little bit more as we talk about this industry and medium that we oh so love so much. Yeah. Love and love to hate. Yep. Um, On this episode, Mm -hmm. we're staying true to format one last time. We're going to be talking about Twig. It is our first issue of the week out on Image Comics. Pew, 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 pew. By Scotty Young. Scotty Young and Kyle Strom. Two uh, bombastic creators. Yeah. One is a Kansas City boy through and through. Okay. And the other is pretty near Kansas City. Is Kansas City adjacent. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> he's in the he's in the area, we'll say. Yeah. Uh if I, I wouldn't have to drive far to see him. We stand a KC and KC adjacent person that we can easily stalk when needed. Yeah. If you're a Midwestern comic creator, you have been stand by us mm-hmm. indefinitely. <laughs> you have just a running stand. You really have to screw up for us to not stand you anymore. Right. And please do not prove us right. <laughs> And just keep, it keep, happens. Be, keep being sweeties. But, buddy, it happens sometimes. It's happened, it's happened more times than we'd like to admit on this show. Can I tell you something? I wish you would. It's fun. <laughs> Having a comic book podcast, you know, it's it's something that we've done for so long that it is now, I think you'd agree with this, is somewhat part of our identity. 
Mm -hmm. So when you're getting to know someone or you meet a new person and they're trying to figure out what your whole deal is, this is one of the things that gets mentioned, that you spend a lot of your time working on podcasts and and doing this sort of thing. Um, That being said, there's, there's an expression that comes across people's faces. Oh, no. When they hear, one, that you're a podcast person. Yep. And two, especially that it's a comic book podcast. Yep. <laughs> that they assume that yeah. you're a, a certain type of person that sucks. <laughs> it's a mixture of horror and pity. Exactly They're right. just like, oh, oh. Like, why would you waste your time doing that? And I know. And I'm like, there is a really cool, awesome side to comic books and comic book fandom, but- a lot of times what we focus on is, in the media anyway, is creators who fuck up yeah. and um, toxic fandom and all that stuff. Do, right? you know, do you know who ruined the perception of comic book people? The Big Bang Theory fucked us hard. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I think it maybe romanticized it a little bit, if anything. I think it painted people who collect comic books as, like, uh, weird Antisocial, like, antisocial, and like non-approachable. Yeah, and like, uh, do those people exist? Yeah, but they also exist in fantasy football circles, mm-hmm. like uh, CrossFit circles, like any fandom, any hobby. You'll have those toxic kind of fans. So when I say toxic, I'm thinking more like aggro, mm-hmm. evil characters. Ex- like exclusionary of women, mm-hmm. gatekeepers. Yeah, gatekeepers. Um, there's there's another level of toxicity in in the city comic book culture that is similar to what you hear about like video games. You know what I mean? Which that toxicity in video games is a whole another level as well. Yeah, I don't want to beat around the bush too much. We're talking about like. Racism, homophobia, oh, xenophobia, transphobia, all that, all of it, all that stuff, right? That, and there are people that exist in all kinds of fandoms mm-hmm. that are lurking in all these dark corners of the internet. Yeah, <laughs> ours is called Comics Game, and we're <laughs> yeah, that's the nasty part of it. Um, this is kind of spitting out of control of like why I got on this topic, but. Um, podcasters, you sometimes imagine those being the the oh, toxic, sure, 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 psycho people. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We Im- initially started the conversation about standing someone unless they creep into another realm. <laughs> uh, so, then you lose your stand then, status. And then sometimes, you know, we do have creators that we've been fans of that we find out are part of that toxic. Yeah, um, we had to drop a few interviews because of it. We did. Um, this podcast, we like to try to keep a safe, welcoming space mm-hmm. that doesn't have room for hate. So, yeah. Keep, uh, keep if it's your, out. If it's your first time listening, why? Weird one to start on. I can't believe you're still here after Actually, the whole preamble. May may not be a good... May, this may be the best spot for new, new readers mm. if, we're start, if we're mixing up the format. I think the next. I think the one where we actually start with a different oh, format. Oh, well, then fuck better. off. We'll see you next So, yeah, time. tune in next time. That's the one you want to really We're, jump this, on. This episode, I'm really going to gatekeep. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say it's going to be our swan song, but never mind. 
This one's for the old heads only. It's going to be inside jokes from here the on out. The club gets canceled. <laughs> That's the title yeah. of this episode. Um, okay, I don't think we had a ton of comic book news this week. I know that, um, well, the the big thing is, is Doctor Strange is coming out. Yes. Um, the world premiere already happened. Mm-hmm. The... We Mid- can go see the it midnight, tomorrow. The midnight release is tomorrow, or I don't know if a today. midnight release. Is it today? Well, it's Thursday night, which if we release the episode- We're recording on a Wednesday night. Right. So We'll release this tomorrow. Right. Normally on Thursdays around like 5, 6 o'clock is when they start mm-hmm. showing these things, right? Okay. And that's when I will be completely off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I've somehow I have somehow managed not to get anything spoiled for me, Yeah, which is super hard- Mm-hmm. nowadays i took next week off work i might go to a daytime showing in the middle of the week next week mm-hmm. at like one of those massive theaters where hopefully there aren't a lot of people around i did that for eternals oh sure and it went pretty well i tried this a similar thing for spider-man awful i already talked about my experience on here i'm not going to rehash it but it's going to take a lot to get me to keep going to theaters Especially now that we get, like, these movies streaming so quickly. Right. Like, watching the Batman at home. Oh. And being able to pause it after a fucking hour and a half. Yeah. Just go do your <laughs> own thing. And be like, I'll come back to this later when I feel like it. <laughs> like, made that movie ten times better than it probably would have been in a movie theater. Hell yeah. And I'm not surrounded by, like, weirdos. Um, uh I love being able to watch movies in my home, and I think, uh, sorry theaters, and I know a lot of people romanticize. <laughs> sorry them, theaters, but sorry B and B, sorry AMC, but not a fan. I am not a fan of you guys. I think everyone just lost their goddamn minds in how to act in public. Yeah, because we've been kicked out of everything for mm-hmm. two and a half years. Yeah, and so everyone was hooting and hollering. And part of this might be regional too, because we're in the Midwest, and there's still some major COVID denial here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're experiencing incredible issues with school attendance right now in our area because so many kids and teachers are getting B2. Mm-hmm. Um, go to any restaurant in our city. Um, oh no! They'll just spit all over you. Walk around any supermarket or mega chain store. Almost no one. Yeah. Heart like when I, I'm less than one percent. Sometimes it seems like of people are wearing masks out in public now in in Kansas City. So uh, th- that's something for me that I'm just not comfortable with. And yeah, I don't. I'm not the type that I really want to like shame people or anything. But it's just. It's just not for me, you know well, what I mean. Well, you have the option to now, and you we have, I mean? and you know, we too, like my my wife and I too, like um, watch after our my sister in law who has Down syndrome, who's an immunocompromised person, mm-hmm. and sometimes I get nasty looks when I wear my mask out. Wow! And I went to pick up some takeout the other day, and a guy gave me a weird look, and another person was like, "What?" and pointed at my mask. And I was like, man, I got two in this like short brief encounter. Really? Yes. That is wild. And I was like, you don't know me. You don't know my life. You don't know right. the situation I'm in. Like, I might be sick right now. Right. Trying to protect you. Unreal. Um, I don't know. Kansas City's a fucked up place. 
for all its faults, we live here. (laughs) And that's where we're from. I'm stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Permanently tied, you might say. But you're so you're making it happen though. You've got your tickets. I do, yeah. Um it's you're going to a Friday showing, Mm -hmm. confirmed. Okay. Six PM. Yeah. So I'll be there with my mask. Internet's gonna be tough. I've already seen the most recent commercial where you're getting more and more and more. I know. It's like you can't even watch those anymore. I know. There's a couple things I saw in the most recent commercial that I'll not mention because we're so close. Preach. Um, But I I was disappointed because I was like, oh, that kind of ruins a little bit of fun for me. Um, (laughs) You know, it was another funny thing. Now we're really going on a tangent. Um, It was so funny to me that the Spider-Man movie was still in theaters, which I'm assuming that everyone listening to this has seen it at this point or is oh, not Oh, if you haven't, it. why are you listening to a comic book podcast? But the it was wild to me that the Spider-Man movie was still in theaters and they changed the marketing to show all three Spider-Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, they're just that's like, the whole point it. of the movie. You've and seen I, it. I guess maybe they were like, if you haven't seen it yet, maybe this will push you over the edge was the idea. But it was funny for like the crux of the movie, which was this big surprise, mm-hmm. they were just like, "Here it is now." It's I think, been a month. Yeah. Like maybe this helps get a second wave of fans in. I don't know. Well, by or then, there's no way you viewer. haven't heard about it. Yeah, I guess because, I mean, even on social media, after like a week, two weeks, yep. it had been memed. It had been mm-hmm. talked about. There has been screen grabs. Like, yep. there's no like. I think I saw a fucking Colgate ad with all three of this. But like, there's no way you <laughs> hadn't seen it by now. And so for their marketing, they're just like, fuck. If they're if everyone else is gonna do it, let's just do it ourselves and yeah. at least make it look cool. <laughs> Imagine the original theatrical run of Empire Strikes Back <laughs> is out, and. After it's been in theaters for three weeks, uh-huh. they change all the movie posters to say, "It's Darth is his dad." <laughs> You'll never guess who Luke's dad is. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's what it's like. I mean, but that just speaks to how we market and advertise stuff now. Yeah, it's wild. Uh-huh. <laughs> guess, guess who Darth's dad? Well, this was the thing with like um, the. Mandalorian, mm-hmm. where knowing about Baby Yoda became so hard to avoid <laughs> that it was like you just know it. So mm-hmm. they ultimately just had to make it part of the marketing. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, after the first three episodes, like it was just like a phenomenon. It was like watch Baby, come to watch Baby Yoda. Yeah. If my point. mom knows about Baby Yoda, then like the general public at large knows yeah. about Baby Yoda. <laughs> um okay but I di- so I wanted to talk briefly or just mention some fun things that I've seen about like the world premiere. Mm-hmm. Um one of which was and I think I saw this on J Scott Campbell's Instagram cuz he got to go. Oh what? I always love seeing comic book creators get to go to these things. Yeah, totally. That is like maybe some story they were a part of or they did like a classic cover for it and Marvel huh. makes sure that they're um even though they're not being compensated well for the movie <laughs> or at all. At least they get to be like in the same room as Benedict Cumberbatch, I guess. That's your prize mm-hmm. for uh having created this thing that's gonna make them ultimately like a billion dollars later on. 
Um, that's an, an, a whole other fucked up side Here's of this. Here's some that, free snacks. That we, <laughs> that, that we don't have time to get into on this episode. Um, but he was taking a video and kind of zoomed in on Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen walking the red carpet. And the crowd was screaming, Wanda! Wanda, over here! Oh my God. And I was like, how delusional are these fans? <laughs> she has a real name, Dork. They're calling her Wanda on the red carpet? Like, I don't know, evolve. Totally. You think, well, do you think uh, when Mark Hamill walks down the street, they go, Luke! I bet. I'm Luke! sure people do. So, like, it's just, you you play such an iconic character that yeah. you're just that forever now. Yeah. I have to now uh, respond to Elizabeth and Wanda, <laughs> apparently. It's just insane that adults would call her Wanda. It's, oh insu- God, it's yeah. insulting. It is. Like, I have a real name. Yeah. And you will address me as such. This is why Jerry Seinfeld got it right, just playing Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld. That's- He's also an idiot. Can't remember any other name. <laughs> that was that was the move, <laughs> Jerry. Now imagine just being called Kramer the rest of your life. I hope. I wish that. I think he just wants to be called for any acting job. <laughs> oh, that's right. He kind of got canceled, right? He did get canceled. So we don't. He said some. Yeah. Pretty fucked so up shit. We don't necessarily have sympathy for him as I originally. No. Uh, <laughs> so if you see <laughs> him, you believe. Call him Kramer. Call him Kramer, I guess. Or George. George. You should call Kramer George if you see him. (laughs) Okay. Um, So that was one thing from the premiere I thought was funny. Mm -hmm. And then the other was I saw a social media influencer who's like a TikTok Instagram person who you might be familiar with, Savannah Moss. Do you know who this person is? No. Okay, have you ever seen videos of a girl in like a Starbucks apron pouring like milk and like missing a glass okay. and then doing like a spin and falling over in these like quick weird flash cut sort of surreal sure scenes. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, you don't. Okay. I don't know who this person is. Okay, this person is like has a insanely massive following on Instagram. For and- falling down? For fault, like for yeah, for like pouring milk and falling down is like her shtick. That's amazing. She, Good for her. <laughs> she was at the like the oh, Doctor God. Strange premiere, okay, in like a gown on the red carpet, and she posted some photos from it. And I was like, how the fuck does this person get invited to the world premiere of this? You get enough followers, and you say, we need you to like. Tweet some stuff and I take pictures. I guess her being on the red carpet makes it cool to like, like nerd stuff. Tweens. I guess like you can't fucking get Justin Bieber or something. Like we're now like resorting to social media influencers. My thing is, I don't know if Justin Bieber's as cool as like. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you hold your tongue. To like really young people. Is that is that it now? That's the shift. It's influence. It's like it's like flashing the pan YouTube, influencers that are like YouTubers and influencers are the who, people who like you, younger people really care about what they're doing. Here's a word of the wise: Don't put a YouTuber on the fucking red carpet ever. <laughs> they're gonna do some stunt and make it about them. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, that's why they have a YouTube channel. They'll do, they'll do like a prank or something. Earlier today, I was talking to someone and I was like, why do um, so many of like the younger people I have like I, I end up like collaborating with on projects a lot of the younger people um really hate getting feedback and seem like there's a, a different ego there than like the other people I work with or people I grew up around working and I was like what is it about that generation that made them that way and the person I was talking to was like could be the growing up with the internet and i was like i'm an idiot for even like <laughs> not realizing for a second that it was like yeah they grew up with the internet and social media constantly of course they're going to be um critical of feedback oh yeah a little more self-involved and, and i don't know but I'm i gonna, did it perfect the first time well no <laughs> you didn't i'm going to take a hit th- uh, during this cuz everyone hates when you talk about their generation and I don't know shit on my generation. There's true things about millennials and blanket statements you can make about most of us that I 100% think are true, but there's just a thing I've noticed with younger people and um, the the whole idea of like main character energy is really funny to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's true. And I think people really like live as the main character and there's a part of that, that means you're right or it's like your story mm-hmm. and your deal. And when you get into the real world and collaboration, like you can't have that. You've got to have other perspectives yeah. and you got to respect other people's opinions for them to respect yours. And you can't have main character energy during a group project. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how it works. Right. <laughs> Even Hannah Montana had to collaborate and, you know, make something work. The internet, folks. Our news for this week was the internet. The internet. Exists. Ain't it something? Yeah. <laughs> the internet. When's it going to be done? Did you... <laughs> <laughs> Next I... on First Issue Club, the internet. Is it over? Is it canceled? Can we Is it cancel over the yet? internet? Uh, I posted something on my Instagram today where, Sick. I, where I was like, I was, I, I was staring at my dog this morning and looking at him nap mm-hmm. and all the, you know, we're hearing all the rumors of like Roe v. Wade stuff now Oof. and all the awful stuff that's going on in Ukraine. And I was just like, I wish I could Freaky Friday my dog for just a day. A hot second. And just like only think about sleeping and playing. And it occurred to me that I have this thought all the time. And the frequency of this thought increases <laughs> the the more there's like stressful news and things around me of just being like jealous of my dog's life. Like as a person. <laughs> Gets to poop outside. <laughs> with like, feed him. Pretty sweet gig. With like object permanence and all these like self-identity. Like I shouldn't be jealous of a dog. Uh, but yeah, I am. I find myself yeah. in that situation right now. That's the state we're in. It, it is wild how um, we thought the classic film, The Purge, was like a joke. <laughs> and we are almost sprinting towards that scenario. It's, it seems daily now of just like 
the fuck it mentality of like, all right, just reverse everything. And then once a year, let's just go ham. Mm-hmm. Run up on stage and punch Dave Chappelle yeah, if you want it's, to. Yeah, it started with no a... rules. Yeah, it's, we will look back on the moment when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock of people being way more comfortable with the <laughs> idea of the purge. <laughs> broke the seal of there just being right. like no social That rules. was the fall of Rome <laughs> right there. Will Smith like, defending oh, sh- his wife. Oh, shit, I can do that? I can just walk on stage? It is strange, though, and it was weird the Oscars put the chairs so close to the stage. Yeah. I don't like having an opinion on this. <laughs> I have one, but we'll save it for never. Um, <laughs> let's get into comic books. So that's why we're here. Yes, let's talk about Twig. Twig by Scotty Young, Kyle Strom. Yep. It is a... Uh, so when I, when I read this, I instantly had Jim Henson vibes. Oh, completely. And um, Scotty Young... That's a compliment right there. Oh, one, uh, I have a smattering of compliments for this book. Yeah. So be prepared, folks. Um, when I started reading this book, I was just like, this is 100% a Scotty Young mm-hmm. joint. Yeah. Like with... I b- completely agree. Bully Wars and um, the person you love in the dark or whatever, the newest book he did. Yep. like. Yeah, yeah. He definitely has a a tone and a vibe and like a a, a theme he goes for. Mm-hmm. And this one is kind of like tonally, it's not a child's comic. No, I wouldn't say so at all. But it's not an adult comic. And it's not even like a, for tweens. It's like this weird realm of just like early 20-ish like finding yourself still like you're not old enough to worry about taxes but you're too old to try to do TikTok dances. <laughs> I I think it's an adult comic but the style sits somewhere in this m- weird blended realm of like like you mentioned muppet nostalgia yeah and fairy tale sort of imagery that's also mixed with the grotesque. So, it, like, I would never give this to a kid because while the cover is very cute uh-huh. and the colors are brilliant, yeah, um, there's some imagery in the character design, the environment mm-hmm. that is like kind of disturbing. Like the teeth on the trees, like made me shudder. Yeah, um, the mountain walking out of a mountain's butthole was kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, unbeknownst to me, I was right when I compared it to Jim Henson because this is the Dark Crystal. Yeah, kind of. This is like it's got a kind of Dark Crystal vibe in the realm of kind of fun, but also horrifying. Yeah, and um, it 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 was cool. Like uh, it's a one of five. So, oh, I didn't realize. I that. don't love that. I thought it was ongoing. I don't love that it's a one of five because it's got. It's got legs. It's got legs. Yeah, this could be a long, way longer thing. The, I I can't go any further without saying this. The character design of everything in this book was top tier. Very. I mean, while we're saying it's reminiscent of Muppets, for us, or we made some sort of connection there. Mm-hmm. The character design is holistically original. Every new the- landscape and creature that was in it was just jaw dropping. Yeah. So so cool. It is it is a thing of its own. It's completely original in in that regard. 
And I almost I, I I wish we could talk to Scotty or Kyle and be like, did you guys collaborate on the different worlds and what would be in it? Or like Scotty, were you just like, here's kind of the vibe I want for this page mm-hmm. and this page, and you just like go crazy with it, Kyle? Because it really was something I've never seen before of like yeah ingenuity cleverness of it just really really fun flipping the page and seeing what was going to come next totally the the premise of the book is this little blue guy has a his father passes away Mm -hmm. and his father has this really important job Mm -hmm. of taking relics that are found yes and finding their purpose Mm -hmm. which is like a really cool very open-ended adventure story thing right and his son was going to be a chef had a different career path Mm -hmm. but because his father died an untimely death he's like the only person who knows the ropes and ins and outs of this so well that he has to take up his dad's job and go on an adventure all his own yeah and then things go haywire um right off the bat yeah um like the guy who's supposed to point him in the right direction is dead is dead (laughs) Which you hate to see that. Which I mean, that was and that was a really good way to end the book, and it, it again it, tonally making it something that's scarier, creepier. I expect it to only get darker and weirder from here. Yeah. Um, but I the there there is a magic spot I think for these sort of things in people our age. To get really excited about going on a cartoony adventure mm-hmm. and the nostalgia kick because of that, and yeah. having grown up with cartoons that we did and all, all that fun stuff, and then also giving us this more epic, gritty side of it that is more real builds a story that we're engaged with in the style of something that is familiar. That is familiar, and it, it almost creates this weird contortion or unease with the end product Mm -hmm. because of that dynamic right yeah and kyle strom again to compliment his art is a real master at like starting this book as cutesy fun world yeah and then littering in all these like really creepy weird things the further you get into the book that mm-hmm. board like again border on grotesque so it's it's such an interesting comic i know the pre-orders for it were like out Insane. of this world yeah um part of that was that there was a um con exclusive kind of sketchbook preview thing for it yeah that um took off had yeah spec sales went through the roof yeah spec king it did so uh because i think a lot of due to that uh, and this team is just cool yeah i mean when you get scotty young and kyle strom on a book you're like okay well i'm gonna take notice because both of these are masters in their mm-hmm. respected fields yeah and to kind of piggyback on what you were saying like these are two conflicting um mediums like the dark gritty story that Scotty Young is telling mixed with the kind of fanciful world that Twig mm. is still in with the way that Kyle Strom is illustrating it. You're just like, whoa, this is like kind of, they're, they're almost like combating one another. Yeah. And it's really fun to see that because like you said, as we go further in the story and as, as Twig will go further in his journey, 
that landscape may change and it may be less cutesy and more kind of deranged and unhinged. We will see. Yeah, we Only will one see. one way to find out. Did you see mm? how many retailer exclusive covers there were for this? No. Did you? Holy shit. Yes. I bought this on... Um, oh, shoot. Was it in uh, Scotty Young's um, Substack? Ooh, I, I, did, I, did, I bought an exclusive from Kyle Strom. Did you really? Uh-huh. It's a secret splat cover, which is his little yellow <laughs> his friend. His little yellow friend. Who Was he like supposed to be a thing, or is he a fanciful creature? Uh, well, it talked, and it lit up like an iridescent light. It was like a slug that lit up. Yeah, and like it it, it sassed him. It loved to sass Twig, uh, and it was like a very literal thing. So I think it's a, another creature in the book. I really like that character. It yeah. was nice to kind of get that. Um, it was his Jake the Dog from like Adventure Time. It was it was great comic relief for yes, sure. Yes, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Okay, I just pulled up Scotty Young's most recent um, Substack. Substack. Okay. Which, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead. Let me count these real quick. I can do this quick because it's in a grid. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. So a row of nine. By one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, 54? High. So whatever six times nine is. is 54. That 54. That's 54 retailer exclusive covers for Twig. Uh, necessary. There's the picture of it. Isn't I'm, that I'm staring at it and I'm almost <laughs> dumbfounded. Yeah. Uh, you, like in some of these are just like reprints or. Virgins. Oh, virgins or mm-hmm. like sketch covers. Oh my God. There's like a Nintendo one. You see that? It's like a Nintendo homage oh, cover. That's funny. That is cool. Some of these variants are like they depict Twig as like really like a like a like Grover dropped in like radioactive goo. <laughs> well, <they're, laughs> I think the like I hate Fairyland. Oh, totally. I so, got that one. Sort of side of one. Sco- okay, that's pretty cool. Um, Very but, fun, but that side of Scotty Young, um, you know, there's a certain fandom and there's a certain expectation that that this stuff's going to be weird, yeah, <laughs> in 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 that regard. And then if you're a Kyle Strom fan who did like sp- uh, spread, yes, was it, which is like super gory, gory horror story, yeah, um, in a post apocalyptic setting. That is just, I mean, the amount of gore in it, you're just like, wow. <laughs> like, it's it's wild. <laughs> if you haven't read Spread yet, is, go get it now. It is wild. So I think that kind of informed, like, some of the twisted nature of a handful of these um, variants because they are kind of dark. Or some of the depictions of the character kind of live in that uncanny valley space. Yeah. And it, it's seemingly on purpose. Where you're just seeing this like weird rendering of this cartoon thing that it looks almost too real that makes it extra nightmarish. It's like when you uh, see those articles of just like, what would Popeye look like if he was real? Yeah, and you're just like, oh my you're god, like, that is wa- disgusting. <laughs> and there's a reason he's a cartoon, folks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Twig is a new adventure. Uh, just started. Well, like we said, one of five. Um, so low. 
uh, barrier to invest in. Mm-hmm. You know when it's going to end. Easy to commit. Easy to commit. Um, Easy to read. I'll say it's sparse in language. Mm-hmm. It is the English language. I was wondering, when, when I was kind of hearing about the book and the synopsis, I was like, is it going to kind of be like Bone? Um, it's hard to compare things to Bone. It's it 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 wasn't anywhere near like the dialogue heaviness of that, but it had some of the like fanciful nature of it. Yeah, it Bone it's a, it's is more extreme, wholesome. It's an extremely easy read. I'll say Twig would be something that'd be really fun to just read and trade. Yes. I'm not saying don't buy the floppies. <laughs> I I, I, don't, I don't. suggest you buy the floppies because they're fun. Yeah. So like, uh, let's say if 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 Bone is stay with me. If Bone is two percent milk, mm-hmm. Twig is a White Russian. Okay, just a little bit of something extra. You're like, oh yeah, this is naughty. <laughs> sure, I shouldn't be drinking this and then going to work. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, Twig, 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 fun. Bye. Wait, wait. Oh. I have a few extra things. Okay. I read a, a few extra number ones. Oh, wow. I almost ended the show. I know. That's why I had to stop you. You had your hand <laughs> on the trigger there. So anything now, bonus time. Bonus Consider stuff. yourself lucky. <laughs> uh, it was kind of a plethora of first issues this uh, week. Okay. Uh, we covered the Obi-Wan first issue over on the Patreon. Yeah. Like we said... Not the best time to get in on it because it's ending at the end of May. I do give my Star Wars rankings. Yeah. So if you want to give four bucks and hang out for a month with, I think we're going to try to push as much shit on there as we can. We're not going to stop you, at least. Yeah. And we have over 100 episodes on the Patreon, so if you want, just hop on over. Four bucks. Um, I also read Metal Society, which is by Zach Kaplan, who did Port of Earth. I'm a Zach Kaplan fan. And this is a book about uh, robots and humans. Okay. In MMA fighting. <laughs> now you hear that and you go, Greg, that sounds a little ridiculous. Yeah. And I wouldn't stop you with that uh-huh. assumption. But the way Zach laid it out, you're like, okay, this is kind of unique. Um, How do they handicap the robots? Because you would think otherwise robots win every time. Is this the crux of the story? I'm so glad you asked that question <laughs> because Zach is way ahead of you okay. and answers it. Uh, so humans long ago on this world, mm-hmm. our world, Earth. Humans long ago on this world, any story that starts like that, I'm going to love it. Yep. They're dead. <laughs> oh, no. All humans, they, they <laughs> died because we uh, ruined the environment and okay. we killed each other with nuclear bombs, mm-hmm. kind of similar to what's happening now. Um, so robots in their infinite wisdom genetically bred us okay. back into existence Got it. to be servants to them. <laughs> That's funny. So we're working their, what, their uh, garbage fields to make new metal, to make new robots, uh, yada, yada, yada. The, the way they genetically mutated the DNA of the mutants is like you can fight metal. <laughs> Like you're, we're like super strong now. You almost have like exoskeleton or right. something. So right. So they they bred us back to like kill them. <laughs> They're like, let's give them a fighting chance at least. <laughs> and so uh, the the that now the humans are just like, oh wait, we can fuck each other. And make more humans. Oh, okay. And so they're like, okay, so we can now rebuild the human race. Yeah. And like, 
this is like the first this is like the first time we have like a human robot fight. So this is like the premiere fight. Okay, yeah. All right. They're just like, well, let's just see what happens Historic here. Historic event in this comic. Right. And this is like uh to let humans be like more up on the higher society. Because right now we're living in like shanty towns. Okay. And so the like this is an event we the, the like I really we, identified with these hu- with monster these humans. human hybrids. <laughs> Something about them really just clicked with me. <laughs> and so like the 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 story is is just like if you beat th- if this woman beats this robot in a fight, like well, I guess we can live in houses now. Like it's so crazy. And you know, everyone like, or just that just that human like the human race because there's only like thirty of them. Oh, there's only 30 people. Right. Like, it's okay. a small group. Got it. They didn't, like, mass breed us. Yeah. Um, I was picturing Hunger Games, kind of. No, uh-uh. Yeah. It's a small group that they've yeah. uh, uh, resu- uh, genetically made, and then right. those genetically made humans are like, oh, my God, penises and vaginas go together, mm-hmm. and then, like, they figured it out from there. Uh, but, like I said, Zach Kaplan's writing it. He's typically written great sci-fi writer bangers. Yeah, um, so I'm excited to see where it goes. Cool. Metal, Metal Society. Next up, from Peter Milligan, my guy, who we fucking really love, Ecstatics fame, wrote the book called Dogs of London. Okay, now Dogs of London. Why does it sound familiar? Has this kind of like you're you're reading it, and you're just like, oh, this is like a mod version. Of Peaky Blinders, okay, and you're like it's kind of, it's going through the motions, going through the motions. You're like, okay, like it's entertaining. Like, is this like a period piece? Like, it's like gangster mod, like influence or whatever. Like, uh-huh. this is fun, but like, what's going on here? And then the last four pages blew my fucking mind. It Ooh, was do so, I even want to know? No, or I'm gonna let you. Surprise? I'm okay. gonna let you read it because like like the twist in it, you're like, what the actual fuck and like it has hooked me for the rest of the series oh, to see where it goes i'm really excited to read it then. and so and like i i, I bought into it because i'm like well peter milligan like you can't fucking go wrong mm-hmm. this guy writes an amazing story and wow was it something to behold hell yeah awesome i'm excited and the artwork in it too was crazy cool um and yeah so those are the other first issues that i read nice it was nice great recos thank you now you can hit that button bye First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.